Hello and welcome to this week's Parenting with Played podcast. That's a lot of peas, isn't it? <laughs> this week, most fittingly, we're going to be talking about play. We're going to be talking about why play is so helpful, how it helps your children, when you can use it, the types of play you can do. I'm going to suggest a fun game that everyone pretty much adores and why play is great for you. I'm Helena Mooney and if you're wanting practical, respectful and effective strategies to help transform your everyday parenting challenges with connection and fun, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. So last episode we talked about what's going on in your child's brain to explain why they're doing the things that they're doing and why you react sometimes in the way that you do, which you vowed you never would. Um, And we really talked about what your child was needing because of what was happening in their mind. And one of the things that they really, really need, which we all need, is connection. They need to have that strong sense of connection with you. The other thing that they also need, which we talked about, was a need for emotional release. There are many things our children need, but connection and emotional release are really at the heart of what's going on and how we can really help our children with whatever behaviour that they're doing. Um, Because we all carry stress from everyday occurrences, don't we? And as adults, we can carry that stress for an increasing amount of time. Often we carry it too long, and that can lead to a whole host of problems for all of us. But as a whole, as adults, we can hold on to that stress for longer than our children can. Our children are much more present. They're much more in the moment. And that's why the younger that your child is, the more explosive they are, the less they can hold on to it, the more exuberant they are in their laughter and the more passionate they are in their tantrums. So today we're going to look at one of the key ways to offload stress because, as I said last time, The two main ways of releasing stress is through crying and laughing. Now, there's also raging, yawning, shaking and, you know, letting it out physically in that way. But today we're going to look at laughing and play. Because connection is what our children really need, it's helpful for our children to laugh and play with us. Now, obviously, they get so much from laughing and playing with their friends or they might like playing on their own. But it's that connection with us that that really helps to provide the juiciness and the transformation that really will see a shift in our kids' behaviour. So in hand in hand, we call it play listening. Aware parenting terminology is attachment play. So throughout the course of the episodes, you might hear play listening or attachment play referred to by my guests. So basically, it just comes back to what we're going to be talking about today, which is playing with our children in a way that's going to help them with the emotional stresses that they're carrying. And I am super passionate about play, which is why I'm now parenting with play, why it's a parenting with play podcast, website, everything that I talk about, because it's such a great, enjoyable way to help our children with a myriad of stressful situations. It's simple. It really is simple. The games that I'm going to share with you over the course of the podcast, um, you're probably already playing already. They don't require any money. They require probably 10 minutes of your time, you know, at a minimum. And they're really simple and easy. So it's such a great intro to helping our children with their feelings. And if they then have bigger feelings that um, play doesn't quite get to the heart of, then then 
then that's the next step is listening to the crying and the tantrums. Um, but play is such a great gateway into your moody, sullen tween or your, you know, antsy child or your whiny toddler, whatever it is, play is always such a great first step. And sometimes it's enough to help uh, completely change the situation or it can be then a gateway into further feelings and further connection being needed. But it's so, it's so fantastic. And the more that you can bring play to your parenting, the easier things will be, the more enjoyable life will be. It's sort of it's just superpower. Play, just think of play as your superpower. And play, I'm talking about, it's more than just sort of sitting down playing, you know, dolls or dinosaurs with your children, which let's face it, can be really tedious. Um, That it can be part of what our children need, but I'm also talking about other forms of play. So don't think I'm just going to be asking you to sit down and play dinosaurs for years on end, because none of us can do that. So, At the core of why play is so helpful, it's remembering that the more we can help our children offload their stress, the better they're going to feel and the better they're going to behave. It's really that simple. Our children act out because they're upset about something. When we can help them with their upset, they then naturally behave better, which is why things like rewards charts and timeout and those sort of more punitive approaches don't really get to the heart of what's going on for our children. Play helps get to the heart, the emotional heart of why our children are behaving and feeling the way that they are and really helps them to to offload whatever upset they're carrying to feel that connection with you. They then feel better and then they're going to be much more loving to their sister. They're less likely to, you know, be mean to the cat. Life is going to be so much easier. Okay, so... Another part of why play is so helpful is because for the majority of the time, children are actually pretty powerless. Now, I know that it doesn't always feel that way. It often feels like we're very powerless to our child's whims and upsets and uh, needs. But the reality is, is that our children are powerless. We're the ones who tell them when to get in the car and out the car, when to eat you know, we can't actually force them to eat, but we, we're the ones who puts food down in front of them, whether they like it or not. You know, we tell them that it's time to go to daycare, preschool, school, granny's house, whether they want to go or not. There are so many instances. And if you really stop and think about what's happening with your children and your family life, most of the time, it's you telling your child, we need to do something right now, whether they want to do it or not. Now, often we could be doing things because we want our children to be happy and we're doing it for our children. Um, but there's there's times when they're less appreciative of that than they could be. So when people feel powerless, that is when they become aggressive. That is when they become anxious and internalize and sort of almost give up. And if you think about the times when you feel powerless, probably at your child for not doing something really simple. How do you feel? You often feel, well, you can go either way. You can either feel completely enraged and that then leads you to shout, stomp around, want to threaten and punish and take it out on your partner, you know, all those, because you're so enraged because your child is not doing something really simple like putting their shoes on. Or you can just give up 
you can just go fine well we're just you just don't wear shoes then I don't care you know whatever see if I care (laughs) you know and you give up because you're feeling really powerless so when our children feel powerless on an ongoing basis because obviously they have a level of understanding about this is the way life is but as our children get older and you'll experience this you know those of you who have toddlers and you'll remember this when your child was a toddler they start to get a greater sense of agency over their body they start to realize that they can influence that if they want to go and turn something on they're now able to move and try and turn that on and we need to say no and that's very frustrating for them so then they act out and and have a tantrum with you then it's really really understandable so when we can help our children with those feelings of powerlessness then they're less likely to lash out and they're less likely to internalize anxieties So one of the great ways of flipping that sense of powerlessness is through play because we can't give our children power all the time. Um, Sometimes, as I said, we think we do, but really life would not be running as smoothly um, if we just left it entirely up to our children to decide whatever's going on. So that's why play provides a container in which to allow our children to feel powerful and to feel capable, and to make decisions, and to make you do things that other times you would not be doing. And that's the beauty of it. So it's not just about connection. It's not just about them laughing. It's about also them having this sense of agency and superiority even to you for a contained amount of time. And these games can work for children from you know when they from babies all the way through well I now have a as I'm recording this a 10 and a half year old works all the way to 10 and a half year olds not sure about teenagers yet I'll report back when we get to that stage so like a really simple example could be such as a chasing game this is so easy you play it with your kids but now here's an invitation to play even more so the elements of a chasing game are that your child runs after you They get you, they jump on you, and they're faster than you. They jump on you, they get you, hooray. Or you're chasing after them, they're so fast, and um, you can't can't catch them, they run away, they then come out and taunt you going, ha-ha, I'm over here, and you're going, oh, I can't get you. That's so simple, but really you can see now how it gives your child that sense of power. They're faster than you, so either they can get you, or they can run away from you. So running away from you, my child loves this. My son at the moment is four and a half. He adores this chasing game. It's so simple. And we just play it around the house or play it out in the park. Um, You know, you don't have to have a large space in which to play this and you don't even have to move very quickly. I will often pretend I'm a scary monster, but I'm really a complete bimbling idiot of a scary monster. And George just runs around the house. He just, even just around our sitting room and he climbs over sofas and and just runs around and I'm sort of this bimbling slow bumbling idiot (laughs) monster that I never get him and he just delights in it and sometimes I might touch him I might manage to touch him but he always gets through it really helps him for all those times when you have to get in the car now we have to go and pick up your sister from school you have to go and do this now really tedious times that he's experienced which is part of life 
But to then have that time with me where he's running away from me, I can't get him and he's, you know, it's great physical energy because he's just jumping all over the place. He's like Super Mario. <laughs> he's just bouncing all over the place. So much laughter because laughter is such an effective stress release. So he's laughing. We feel connected together. He's feeling super powerful. It's absolutely a winner. Likewise, then, if he's running to get me, he jumps on me because I'm too slow and he's so fast he can get me. Turns into a bit of a wrestling game where he's always sort of the more dominant one. It's brilliant. Now, I, these ca- games can be played in 10 minutes and it, those 10 minutes can be enough to shift things around. Now, your children will want to play them for longer. So, you know, then at, one, at some point you're going to need to say, no, we've finished now. But play for it as long, play it as, for as long as you've got, whether it's 10 minutes or even half an hour if you're feeling really amazing and super parent. But that time is going to be really powerful. Now, one of the great t- times to use play is when you start to notice your children getting antsy. What you want to do is you want to move in early. You don't want to do the classic thing of, oh, will you stop? being annoying to your sister as you're shouting across the room while you're sort of doing things like making dinner, hoping that that is going to be sufficient to get your children to play nicer together and thinking, oh, well, they'll, they'll, you know, it'll get better, it'll get better. Generally, those times, things don't get better, they just get worse. So play is a fantastic time to move in early, do a five-minute chasing game, for example. That can often be enough to then help your children play beautifully together for the rest of the time. They then feel more connected with you. They've had a chance even to gang up with each other on you. They've had a chance to giggle with you, offload any sort of stress that's building, which has caused them to be annoying to each other in the first place. And that can sometimes just be enough to turn things around. If, say, you collect your child from daycare or from school or if you're separated from your um, ex, then that's also another time to bring a simple chasing game to help reconnect you after that time of separation, help offload any stress that they're carrying from their time away from you, feel really connected with you again, and just then be able to, to move through life without that weight that they have been carrying. So I'm sure you can think of a ton of times. And then, you know, the chasing game, as I said, can be done so simply like I don't play the bimbling monster with my 10 year old, but just a simple chasing game with her is enough. So you you can gear it to the age of your child. We started off playing the chasing game when my son was crawling on the bed. It's really simple. And as your child gets older, you make it difficult. Um, you make it harder. There might be times when you do grab them, but then they can wriggle out and run away. Um, you obviously need to get faster as your child gets faster. You can really gauge it to the age of your child and, um, and, and make it appropriate for them and fun for them. So as I said, these games are perfect if your child's feeling aggressive and being antsy, but it's also perfect if your child is feeling anxious or fearful or somebody's been mean to them, like their sibling or at daycare or at school, and they're just feeling really and flat and you can just tell that they're not feeling confident by them chasing you catching you jumping on you high energy laughter giggling feeling powerful and strong it helps to offset those feelings of of anxiety and um, fear and doubt and 
um, worry, it really can help shift things. And what the beauty of play is, is that you can talk to your children till you're blue in the face saying, don't hit your brother, that's mean. Can you see how they're upset? Um, do you like my voice? Or else you can say, you know, sweetie, I know that they're being mean to you, but you know, you just need to say no or just walk away. Or, you know, we try and help coach our children through those difficult situations. The beauty of play is that it completely bypasses that rational part of the mind. If you think back to the previous episode where we talked about what's going on to their brain, when they're feeling anxious, when they're feeling aggressive and um, frustrated, that rational part of the brain goes offline. So they're not thinking straight. So you offering beautiful coaching tips and insights into how the other people are feeling, that part of the brain isn't working. They're not going to take that in. It's just going to bounce off. Play bypasses that. It goes straight to the emotional heart. So you bringing this high energy, power reversal games, helping them laugh with you, feel strong and powerful, that's what's going to help really shift their their feelings about the situation. It's going to help offload those upset feelings and it's going to help them cope with those difficulties which are inevitable in life. It's going to help them to to feel more resilient and feel more confident in those situations again because they've had a taste of feeling powerful and I've had the opportunity to offload that stress. Now other ways that you can play um I mean, there's so many different ways and, you know, that's what the whole thing of this podcast is about. But another way in particular is role play with dolls. So, you know, obviously follow what your children are saying. And if they want to play dinosaurs till you're blue in the face, you know, you can go along with it for a certain amount of time. And that's why I find sometimes in my head, even if you don't actually set the timer, you might just go, OK, I'm going to do this for 10 minutes because, you know, you can do pretty much anything for 10 minutes. You're going, OK, I'm just going to do dinosaurs for 10 minutes. Um, but what you can do then in those situations is you can playfully act out something that's happened for them. So if someone has hit them or if they have been the one who's hit another child, you can get one of the dolls and start whacking the other child and sort of being, you know, outlandishly um, uh, aggressive to the other child and start throwing the child, the other doll and start throwing them around the room. What that helps, you will find your child will laugh probably uproariously about this, whichever side of the um, of the sort of uh, aggressive behaviour that they were on. There's often nothing funnier, particularly for a child, than to see an adult fall over. So you can bring that element to role-playing with dolls. So it can be that, you know, one child is whacking and the other one keeps falling down. My my son, when he was younger, used to love throwing the baby across the room and going, and I'd go, oh, poor baby. And I'd be really dramatic about poor baby. And then I might pretend to cry as the baby. Hilarious. Now, that doesn't that mean that my child is then going to throw babies, real babies across the room. What it is, it's helping him work on whatever feelings he might be feeling, such as being a baby or being frustrated about not being able to do things or feeling frustrated. It wasn't the case in my son, but you might have this with um, your child with a younger baby on the scene and being frustrated that their younger baby is getting all this attention rather than them. And they can take that out on hurling this baby across the room and finding it hilarious. Whatever your child does in play, allow them to really dive into it because they are working on something important. They're working on something that's helpful for them. So just go with it 
and 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 don't worry about it and as larry cohen who's the author of the brilliant book called playful parenting which i highly highly recommend and many of the resources that i talk about and the games i talk about come from this book um i'll put a link to it in the notes he his his thing that he says is follow the giggles and i love that whatever your child is laughing about follow the giggles keep doing it you know do it more outlandishly and this is the thing we want to be quite outlandish and very playful when we're doing it so you know when your child is running after you in the chasing game be really dramatic going ah no you're gonna get me ah or if you're chasing after them going oh i can't get you this is so hard and you're sort of being really dramatic about it um follow those giggles because your child is working on something whether you know what that is or not whether your child is able to articulate it to you or not there's some piece there that they're releasing that stress around that they're finding so funny and the more that they can laugh with you in those situations the less likely they are to take out those upset feelings in an aggressive challenging way elsewhere (coughs) the less likely they are to be aggressive or to feel really nervous in situations whatever it is that's going on for your child give them that opportunity to just laugh uproariously about the most highly inappropriate things because it's contained within that element of play and children they know what's playful they you know my son as i said is not going to throw a baby across the room but throwing a baby doll across the room with me going ah poor baby is hilarious for him for whatever reason it is it's helping him work on those feelings so we need to sort of take away our judgment and just dive in and play because a lot of the things are funny so things like in toilet training we can get so het up about it but your child will love talking about poo and bums and wee and the more that you can bring laughter to that the less serious it becomes the more your child is going to loosen up literally and um and it just turns it takes the charge out of the challenge that you're facing right now likewise you can help your child prepare for medical procedures or stressful events and i really want to get this fabulous woman to come on the podcast and talk more about this she's done amazing work about this you can help your child with separation anxiety by playing simple games like hide and seek separation reappearance great simple um even swearing name calling rude words homework pastimes you've got cranky and stressful with them cleaning teeth eating food scary dogs whatever it is that your child has had a difficulty with um or are being challenging about play play can help and this is why i'm so passionate about it it is amazing so um One caveat to this, though, is that play is not meant to jolly your child out of their upset feelings. This is not a bit of a way going, oh, you feel upset. Let's go and have a game. It's not about that. It's about connecting with your child in a way that's really helpful for them. So as I said, if they're starting to get antsy and aggressive, then that can be a time to go, Okay, let's go and have a quick wrestling game on the bed. Um, But if your child is upset, um, if play, I mean, nine times out of ten, play is probably going to just be a fantastic thing to do and your child will be really pleased to do it but for those times when they're not when they are probably rude to you about it or they're just really resistant to it or they just start to cry and tantrum that's the time to really the aim is to connect and so you don't want to jolly them out of those feelings you want to 
support them in those feelings. So if your child is starting to get angry and upset, that's the time when you just need to not do play then and listen to those upset feelings, which can be hard um, and we will talk about it more, but that's what your child needs right then. When they've offloaded those feelings, chances are then they're going to be really happy to have a play. You need to connect with your child and see what's most appropriate. Is it, and you know your child better than anybody else, is play going to help in this situation or do I just need to stop and listen to the upset feelings that need to come out? Um, and then, and then, as I said, I often find play and laughter and upset feelings can can alternate really easily. We might start off playing a game and then end up with some crying and then move through that and then go playing again or we might start off with crying and then the play can naturally flow so it's really about holding on a sense of connection a desire to connect with your child and play and crying and listening to upset feelings work so beautifully together you really need both but play is as I said at the beginning is a great first step if you're not sure how to help your child try and find something playful and as I said this chasing game so easy and can be done for all ages from 10 month old crawling baby to you know a 10 year old child we'll see about later but it's so um it's so easy and 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 it really helps connect um works as you can have heard about the different levels of helping our children with those sense of powerlessness which will really help to turn things around for them um so I'll, we'll, we'll have more games in later episodes, but I just really want to cement this idea or introduce this idea about how powerful play is. And it's not only helpful for your children. I find when I am getting annoyed with my children, if we have a play, I feel so much more loving and warm towards them, I, which then makes me want to connect with them more and help them more and then be prepared to listen to the upset feelings more. But if we've got to this point where we're having a challenge, they're being annoying and I'm just like really over it. Sometimes play, I can't even bring myself to do play. then. But most of the time, if I can then find an easy game that I'm happy to play with, like if I'm just sort of walking around pretending to be this scary monster, that shifts so much in me. It then I feel more connected to my child, much more loving towards them, and then much more able to help them with whatever it is that's going on, whether I then need to go and listen to upset feelings or whatever. Play is so good. And, you know, as adults, we have so much responsibility in our life and it's so heavy a lot of the time um, that we could all do with way more play in our lives. Um, So, yes. So my invitation to you is to, wherever you're listening to this, next opportunity that you have with your child set up a mini chasing game just go oh I'm gonna come and get you um and play find a way to weave in a chasing game whether you're picking them up from daycare or school or whether um they're just being you're just at home and just going oh my god what am I gonna do um first sign that your children are starting to get antsy with each other go okay let's have a quick chasing game and sometimes you can announce it and sometimes you can just start playing I'm I'm gonna come and get you and remember to ham up there's no other adults watching you nobody's judging you whether you're gonna play well because sometimes it can feel so awkward when we first start to play and a bit like fake but just start to put maybe even have a playful voice and just be really over the top dramatic um 
to so you can enter this sort of playful persona and just then notice notice how your children are afterwards notice how you are afterwards you'll start you'll really notice a significant difference in your children's behavior and how you feel about them you get the picture i really cannot recommend play highly enough okay i look forward to speaking to you again next week and have a really good week and see where you can weave play throughout your day take care I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and you can see how you can implement what we talked about today with your children and family. Be sure to hit subscribe in your podcast app to know when each episode is released and I would love it if you could leave a review and share with your friends. And if you want to shout less and connect more, head over to parentingwithplay.com.au to download my quick guide of five simple games which you can start playing straight away. You really can transform your everyday parenting challenges with connection and fun. So have a great week and enjoy playing. Enjoy playing.